When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi. Welcome to the Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Uh, we have a very intriguing and important subject for today. I have with me a very special guest, Dr. Arthur Siramikali, to talk about his latest book, The Soulful Leader, the groundbreaking leadership platform for leaders to successfully optimize the potential of employees. The platform is AIE, Authenticity, Integrity, and Empathy. His pioneering approach offers new promises to society struggling with fear and doubt about those in powerful positions. The best part of AIE leadership is that it produces an environment for staff members to grow to respect each other while producing at the highest possible level. Dr. Sierra McCauley is a licensed clinical psychologist and a very successful author. He has authored eight books. Uh, Dr. Sarah McCauley has been on the faculty of Harvard Medical School for several years, lecturer for the American Cancer Society, chief psychologist at Metro West Medical Center, and director of the Metro West Counseling Center and of the Alternative Medicine Division of Metro West Wellness Center in Farmingham, Massachusetts. Dr. Sierra McCauley has appeared on several radio and TV shows like CNN, CNN Finance, Fox News Boston, Comcast TV, New England Cable News, Good Morning America Weekend, and several other shows. He has been a weekly radio guest on Your Family Health, on Sirius Satellite Radio, and Holistic Health Today, and has been interviewed on more than two dozen other radio programs airing on NPR, XM Radio, and numerous AM and FM stations. The books published by Dr. Sierra McCauley are The Stress Solution Using Empathy and Cognitive Behavioral Therapy to Reduce Anxiety and Develop Resilience, Performance Addiction, The Dangerous New Syndrome, and How to Stop It from Ruining Your Life, Next is the curse of the capable, the hidden challenges to a balanced, healthy, high-achieving life, the power of empathy, a practical guide to creating intimacy, self-understanding and lasting love, treatment of abuse and addiction, a holistic approach. He is also the co-author of Beyond the Influence, Understanding and Defeating Alcoholism. He has been authoring, he has also authored the anti-anxiety app, anti-depression app, and workbooks transforming anxiety into joy, a practical workbook to gain emotional freedom and changing your inner voice, a journey through depression to truth and love in collaboration with soundminds.org. He is founder of the Empathy and Goodness Project on Facebook and Healthy Emphatic Achievement on LinkedIn. Uh, welcome, Dr. Arthur uh, Sarah Mikali. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having What an amazing resume, Dr. I was reading about your books, about you, and I've also heard your videos on the YouTube, and especially I'm very intrigued by your latest book, The Soulful Leader. 
very impressive. Just, Thanks. I just wanted to start our discussion today with Doctor. How do you define who is a soulful leader? Well, a soulful leader is a person who lives with purpose, expresses a desire to be of service. They're not that person is not primarily motivated by motivated by status or image, but they have a natural interest in making most of all the people they encounter. Soulful people lead with. <clears throat> so they lead from the bottom up, not from the top, top down. They know who cleans their offices. They know who uh, the receptionists are. They know who the secretaries are. And they see everyone as valuable in their organization. They don't see any per- person as less valuable than anyone else. Everyone is part of the team. They also lead, tend to lead balanced lives. They, they can work with intensity, but they also can play with abandonment. And they know how to turn the dial down. They have what I call the dimmer switch. They can turn it down when they're not working so that they they can enjoy their lives and not always be preoccupied with work. They have an inherent love of young people. They love to educate and witness the blossoming of young talent. They are the voice of reason and conflict. You know, they're the person that really gathers the facts and does not react quickly. They know how to listen, and they're generally interested in understanding uh, people like them and people who are different than them. They have a value of diversity. They take in for information from diverse sources, and they expect to continue to gain information about themselves, their world, and the human condition throughout their lives. They expect to revise theories and change perspectives as new learning takes place. And not they're not wedded to one way of thinking, one way of being, or one way of leading. And they realize and are willingly accept that in order to live a healthy, high Achieving life, they must adapt to change, and they they will be constantly faced with new situations, and they know that requires new challenges. Basically, they live their lives with an open heart and an open mind. Oh, that that's that's very well said. So basically, uh, uh, doctor, you said that uh, as a leader, if you're a soulful leader, you're in a way treating every employee in their interaction with those individuals to make sure they feel they are equally important to the organization or to the result of an organization or yes. to the goal of yeah. the organization. Yes, because when, when, you, when employees see a leader who takes that perspective, and of course you know from the book what I call AIE leadership, authenticity, integrity, and empathy, it trickles down to everyone else because when the receptionists and the secretaries feel respected and the people who do the landscaping or plow the snow feel respected, then everyone in the organization tends to respect each other. It, it's a way of being that, that is actualizing a certain kind of character, high character. And when you have high character and you lead in that way, you, inc- you create an environment, a soulful culture. And in a soulful culture, people are happy. And because you're changing their brain chemistry, you're producing positive brain chemicals. And when you do that, people are happy, people are more creative, people are more productive. And ultimately, we know through very credible research that it leads to increased profits. Well, that's amazing. So basically, um, you know, I, I've been in business life for quite a while. And uh, while leading organizations or large teams, in the size of more than a thousand or so, I always thought as a leader that what can I do so that all of our team members, all the employees in the organization are contributing towards the progress of organization as well as developing themselves 
so that they feel good about it. And uh, yes. I, I see some of the answers coming right in there that I, I, I would call it, like, how do you earn respect of all of them instead of yeah. forcing the respect on them through a hierarchy and anyway, hierarchical models have always failed. Yes, exactly. When you lead with aggression and when you're demeaning and short-tempered and you don't really listen carefully, people don't respect you and don't like you. You know, there's a, there was a study of 51,000 leaders and what that study determined was that if your if your employees dislike you, if you have a one in two thousand chance of changing their minds. And what happens in a situation like that? You're producing the stress response. And when you produce a stress response in employees, you produce the stress hormone cortisol. And cortisol is one of the most dangerous hormones that we can have in our body in an ongoing way. It causes loss of muscle, anxiety, depression, hair loss. It actually kills neurons in the memory center of the brain. It causes negative thinking. And interestingly, it's one of the key factors in weight gain that weight programs hardly ever talk about. Because it, the hormone cortisol, when it's thrown off in the body, when it, it causes an imbalance in blood sugar levels. It causes fat cells to actually enlarge in your stomach, which causes a craving for sugary, sweet foods. It breaks down muscle tissue. It increases flabbiness. It has many negative con consequences that really have a profound effect in the end. It even suppresses the immune, immune response to cancer, reduces male sperm, it causes high blood pressure, and it limits the body's ability to fight cancer. The opposite happens when we lead with AIE leadership, when we particularly when, when we utilize the capacity of empathy. What does empathy do? Empathy produces a different brain chemical, oxytocin. Oxytocin is the connecting hormone. It, it causes trust and, and compassion and generosity. It reduces anxiety. It reduces cortisol. It produces calm and reduces addictive cravings. It makes people happy and it increases creativeness. So one type of leadership change brain, changes brain chemistry in a negative way. And another type of leadership changes brain chemistry in a very positive way, which leads to happiness, as I said before, and increased productivity. Well, that's a great point, because one is uh, it could be a stress situation, but if you convert it into a kind of a creative thing, so let's put it this way, or even beyond that, the way you said, the stress response, the response also coming from the employee may not be best for the organization. It may be it may be just a, 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 a response out of fear that I have to do something, and not necessarily yes. that's the right thing to do. And so the the organization is not getting the best response as per the capability of the employee. That's a loss to you. Second is now the employee is losing on a lot of health issues, what you just mentioned about, and 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 that's strange that if they start losing on their health side also, that may have perpetual effect in their working. And it, it could even lead uh, into absence from work also, even if the guy wants to come, even if he's a high performer. But he, he's giving stress response and many a times is making wrong decisions, so he may start challenging his own decision making. Second, he's getting unhealthy, he or she. It's not a good situation. So empathy, no. on the other hand, is getting you into participating, even if uh, you know, seven times of ten you're giving good response, three times your suggestion is not to the point, but at least you're giving. 
If it's a stress, you yeah. make the wrong response and you have killed it, you will not even get those seven good responses. The guy will go quiet. He will not participate. Yes. Yes. And, and when people are in, have the stress response in an ongoing way, and certainly when they do not feel like they've been treated with empathy and that their leaders are authentic and have integrity and high ethics, they resent you. And when they resent you, again, they're producing the stress response and they're less creative. It go, you, a person goes from a very wide lens camera where they see all variables in the situation and they're very, much more able to strategize in terms of and, and <clears throat> seeing the potential in whatever product they're trying to deliver or what they need to do in an expansive way. Now they now they become a very black and white thinker because cortisol produces very narrow, obsessive, repetitive thinking. It does not produce creative thinking. And we, and I know from consulting to businesses, and I'm sure you do as well, Mahesh, that when you're resenting the leaders that are, that you work for, you underperform. And, and even if your bonus depends on it, you, some, on some level, even unconscious, you will undermine that person because you don't want them to look good. You don't want to even be near them. You don't want to come to work. And you're right in terms of your point before, it increases absenteeism. It increases illness. It increases healthcare costs. And on and on. So that the leader is, is determining the overall health of the organization. And it's, and to some degree, there's a correlation clearly with productivity. I think this, this empathy point which you talked about, I can even align this with my personal experience having worked with the uh, diverse workforce across uh, uh, almost all continents. That behavior is almost similar. That is, they start resenting you, and if they don't like you, and, and there is an element of fear, not empathy, to the leader, you're not getting best of the ideas, you're not getting best of the productivity, you may be getting what you just want to hear, but the end result of whatever you're hearing is not what the organization wants or you want, and even as a leader, then you get frustrated. And maybe yes. you further increase the stress level instead of doing... Uh, an introspection and moving into the mode of empathy, trying to realize why this is happening, trying to support the guy and, and bring him or her into the best uh, mode, or I would rather say state of mind where the productivity of the employee is very good. Uh, Dr. Um, uh, Sarah McCauley, we will now take a quick short break and we'll continue our discussion after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. 
10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And we are talking to the author of several books, but today a very interesting subject on his latest book, The Soulful Leader, with Dr. Sarah McCauley. Uh, welcome back, doctor. Uh, we were talking about empathy and AIE uh, concept, which you talked about the platform you have created. I just wanted to relate it to, uh, to start with, to the business environment, where um, the current environment is everybody is result driven and the leadership in particular <laughs> and uh, often use the word KPI, key performance indicators. Now, mm-hmm. that kind of environment, uh, how can one become a soulful leader, which I think is the need of the hour? Well, I think first, Mahesh, you have to realize, leaders have to realize that if you're intelligent, creative and with good business sense, you will you will gain the interest, the command. You command the attention of your employees, but those qualities won't be enough to keep them invested and committed. If you are empathic, if you are a great listener, highly ethical with high integrity, if you're authentic, if you're humble yet confident, happy yet intensely serious when you need to be, then they will follow you endlessly. They'll remain committed to your vision. No leader can exemplify these qualities all the time, obviously, and you can't expect employees to do so all the time either. But you need to display faith in yourself and in them, and you need to show them how to reach for the stars. But when things don't work out and you you can acknowledge that you have made a mistake, they can acknowledge they've made a mistake as well, and you, you go on learning from the mistake and you move forward. It Basically, it means that in order to be an uh, a soulful leader in this culture, you have to make AI leadership, empathy, a central part of your life. You have to be the change, and you you have to put it into action. And if you do that, you, you create not only a ripple effect in your home and in your organizations, but you're creating a better world, a better culture, a better a better environment for all of us to work in. And I can tell you one thing, AI leadership is infectious. It People... Once people experience it, they want to be acting and behaving and incorporating the the capacities of empathy, authenticity, integrity, high ethics, because they know it makes them happy and fulfilled and they produce in very creative ways. So the whole circle extends to happiness 
And what we see is that people are realizing that character matters and that we are in such dire, dire need today of leaders with high character. And we need to show in our organizations that character matters more than status and image. Because in many ways, our corporate leaders and our political leaders have been carried away with image and status, as you said, the bottom line. And we've lost track of the fact that without good character, without high ethics and high integrity, we fail. And our organizations ultimately fail. And we are very, very unhappy people. I think I think you made a very good point that uh, if you are practicing empathy uh, and and uh, in fact the whole AIE authenticity integrity and empathy it is infectious in the organization picks up very quickly and leaders are always observed and if the leaders yes. get empathy that probably becomes the new norm and it may be over a period of time yes. it may not change overnight but uh, uh, people look at leaders as um, a set way of doing things in an organization or you can call it the acceptable by the leadership team or by the leader. So if the leader himself or herself is showing empathy and has got high level of integrity and he's able to prove that he's authentic, which again, all of these are by action, uh, it will be percolating down at all levels. And I also like your uh, uh, statement you, you through this idea, it should start bottoms up because if you start yes, yes. treating the lowest level guy the best, then the guy who is immediately below the leader thinks, hey, if he treats the lowest level guy so well, he definitely cares about me too. You know? Yes, yes, absolutely. And and that's what, that's what high character does and that's what's been missing in our society and we all need to take action to make character very important and more important than status, more important than how we look on the outside. Empathy sees beyond the surface and into the heart and soul of other people. And when we do that, when we show people that we move beyond the surface to find the commonality between us, you know, we all have more in common than we are dissimilar. It enlivens the spirit of other people. It enlivens the spirit of your employees. You know, AIE leaders cause positive brain changes in themselves and in others, and they create that spirited atmosphere that naturally allows productivity and financial and market results to rise. And we have many studies that, that I cite in the book that have proven this. Because you're, you're so right there, because these three are not what a leader can say and tell people to follow. And that's normally the mistake people do, that... They, they, they lay out a format. Here is how we'll measure our performance. Here is the goal. This is how we're going to go. Let's go. Instead yeah. of that, you work with them. And all these three, what you talked about, these are proven by action and that too repeatedly, repeated actions. And that should be seen in a leader as a behavior, that that is this consistent behavior. You can't have empathy to the lowest level guy today and the middle level or somewhere else you're behaving differently or to the same lowest level guy, you're having different set of behaviors at different points of time depending on the stress levels you're feeling. So you cannot become then yes. the rightful soulful leader. Yes. It, you know, it, it's it's amazing when you look at the studies, Mahesh, you know, the, the companies who win the Corporate Health Achievement Award, for instance, outperform the S&P 500 by 200 percentage points or more. The Lady Geek Consultant Company based in London, they, they rate companies on degrees of empathy in their culture. 
the top 10% increase value twice as much as the bottom 10%. So we see that when people are reacting in this way, you know, Princeton studies, Harvard Business School studies, leaders who re relate with warmth are more effective than those who lead with aggression. And, and you know, we see that leaders who lead with kindness and other, other studies, the Great Place to Work Institute, a culture, they determine that a culture of integrity lowers turnover. It, it increases morale. It increases earnings and increases share prices. So here we are knowing that basically happy people are more successful, you know, and, and interestingly, you know, the, the Harvard study in, in the 80s, they followed people from in the 80s up to now to see who are the more successful, who are the most successful people in work and, and at home, and what do they attribute their success to. And they give their primary credit, the people that have the highest rates of, of happiness to, to the success of intimate relationships. And so many people in the corporate world know how to achieve, but they don't know how to make connections with other people. It's what I call performance addiction. You know, this belief that attaining status and image will secure love and respect, but it's mythical. You know, it begins early in, in our homes and then it's reinforced by our culture that puts so much emphasis on status and appearance. And once we realize that it is the connections that we make, not only at work, but more importantly at home, that give us the resilience to perform and deal with stress in the, in the, in the corporate world. I think that's a, that's a brilliant point that you bring in, um, Dr. Zia Mikoli, because if you see most of the business leaders, whether they practice empathy or not, or AIE, they all talk about the success of business with the customers will depend on networking. They talk about yes. networking, building relationship, but then that should not remain focused only in securing business or working with stakeholders. Why not do the same thing, make it a habit with your employees too? And, and that will build, because even if you're networking uh, uh, with, with, with stakeholders or your customers, what you're doing is, as you earlier said, you're trying to find the common grounds and that's how you're going to relate. Yes. And, uh, yes. and as we see in our, um, you know, when we meet, meet in our college reunions and all that, or if you meet somebody from our own institution in a work environment, we connect easily because we have easy connecting dots. Yes. And we quickly develop the empathy. I think I personally feel empathy has a big role because even the leaders who don't practice in-house in their own organizations, they know for success with the outside world to secure business and relationships are very important. And they probably are using empathy in a, in a different form at the front end to, to do good for the organization, basically, securing business, working networks, working on the relationship. Maybe they can reverse yes. it also, work on both sides. And, uh, and that will make the employees happy too. And you bought in a very yes. good point. If you're such a good relationship builder or you think it is important for business, why is it not important for family? Because ultimately we're all dealing with human beings. Why not have this, as you uh, talked earlier, that positive energy in your work environment with customers, stakeholders, and take it home also to build that yes. relationships. Once you know how to expand your empathic range, and again, we're all born with with empathy neurons, but, you know, empathy atrophies if we don't practice it. It's just like a muscle that you don't use. It atrophies. So once we expand our 
a range of empathy. And I, you know, I have a leadership and communication groups that have been ongoing for over 30 years for business leaders. And so many of them come in and I'm told that this person or that person doesn't have the empathy gene. You know, they get referred by HR. But over time, they develop it, and especially men, because, you know, empathy for young boys kind of goes underground because we're not supposed to show uh, this level of understanding of others. You know, the, the, the idea that we're supposed to be aggressive and non-feeling and non-vulnerable, and it, it takes a tremendous toll on young boys. You know, kindergarten teachers will tell you that boys and girls have about the same level of empathy when they're in kindergarten, but by the time they're in the fourth or fifth grade, depending on who their parents are, they see the empathy go underground in the boys. And with people like me, like I'm a clinical psychologist, people often think I'm going to I'm going to point out what's wrong with them. What I do in my groups is I'm trying to uncover what's always been right with you. And I and I help people discover the empathy within themselves and build those empathic abilities, because let's face it, trust in the business leaders right now is at an all time low. Unethical behavior, according to some studies, costs six hundred billion dollars per year. 20% 20% of every dollar earned, you know, and fraud has grown 50% since 1996. So we lack these kind of leaders. We lack these kind of leaders because we haven't always as a society and in our educational institutions focused on expanding empathy, teaching kids how to, how to be more empathic. And ironically, they perform better in test situations. Why is that? Because empathy allows you to see more comprehensively. So you comprehend and understand better, which makes you more intelligent. I, th- I think that's a very good point because uh, good learning for me also listening to you that if you focus on empathy, you focus on your employees and you work with them and, and understand their situation uh, so that they give their best, they will give the end result instead of focusing on end result and creating a stress situation where in stress situation there's lack of empathy and you're just holding by the key, the so-called key performance indicators, that's unnecessary stress. That's creating negativity in the system. So, uh, Dr. Sierra Mikali, we will now take a short break and we'll continue our discussion after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We're having very interesting discussions with Dr. Sarah McCauley, uh, author of uh, the book, The Soulful Leader. Um, Dr. Uh, Sarah McCauley, uh, the current environment, let, let me lay it out. Today, especially again in the business, it's an environment um, which kind of is driving an ever-increasing need for increased performance. And to be very frank, uh, you can call it call that as a productivity increase year over year, but effectively it is from human beings also, their performance needs are always going up. That's just for survival for an employee. And also, if you look at it, the, in the inclusion of robots in certain processes, the way that the employees are being looked in a way are what they can do, or rather what do they do, and how much more they can do. So, how would a soulful leader uh, behave differently or drive in such a situation differently? Well, a soulful leader really realizes that if you push too hard, you push your employees too hard, you produce the stress response, which we talked about earlier, and then you cause the release of the stress hormone cortisol, which has all of those negative consequences that we talked about earlier, and your people are not going to perform as well. So you know that. You know that you have to try to help them and yourself lead a balanced life. But that's where you, that's where it starts with the leader. It trickles down from the leader. If you're a leader with sunken eyes and you look very unhealthy and your self care is very poor and they see you when you travel and have sales meetings that you drink too much, that you're overweight, uh, they, they, then that's the model. The model is achieve at all costs. And a lot of leaders who do not lead balanced lives lead through perfectionism. You know, they try to perfect their way into happiness and high productivity, which is mythical. And soulful leaders realize that. They realize that you can't push. Sometimes we all have to work excessively. Yes, you know, you have, I'm sure, and I have as well at, at certain times. But it has to be intermittent. It has to be occasional. It can't be a regular part of performing, a regular part of working. Because it depletes people. And soulful leaders know that. They know in themselves it depletes their performance. 
and they know it, it will do that in their employees as well. So they're very aware. They're very aware of what's too much. How many hours do you work? I have clients who work every Saturday and Sunday. I have clients who travel every week. And they look so unhealthy because you just can't live your life in hotels like that. At a certain point, you have to set limits and set limits with with sometimes you have to set limits in, in, a, in, a, in a way that you, you may even have to change organizations because you're setting limits for yourself because you just can't take it anymore. I think it is very important because one of the important pieces which you brought out that hard work is not the only solution and, 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 and the reflection of that in your health and your behavior that will translate down again as we were discussing earlier a good behavior from a leader becomes a norm and a bad behavior, not being physically fit, not being uh, or heading in the wrong direction, people think that's also the way. If you're working hard, you're successful, you will be unhealthy. That's not true. So I, I see a, a bigger picture of practicing AIE is into, um, I would call it health uh, uh, environment and safety also because the health issues and the down a level where you have to physically work can cause safety issues also. Yes, yes, you know, of course. Stress levels do cause it. And, and second, uh, those uh, uh, unhealthy um, behaviors can really cause safety issues for somebody else too on the shop, even if that guy is healthy. Now, what I was looking at in, in, in this is another important point that the advantage of a soulful leader with the, the concept you're talking about, authenticity, integrity, and empathy, if the leader, would it be correct to say that if the leader doesn't appear to be authentic and his integrity has got any doubt, because leaders get observed very closely and by all, they're always under the microscope by all the employees, if they try to uh, be showing empathy, the empathy may not be ex accepted by people as genuine. Is that correct to say if they are not authentic and, and their integrity is in doubt? Well, I, I think that human beings can tell when we're not being authentic, when it's just a technique. You know, sometimes when I speak, uh, I just spoke in, in Idaho to a group of 100 CEOs and you know, they'll, a couple of them will ask me, well, what, what do I say? What's the technique? Well, it's not a technique. It has to be part of your personality, part of your character. But, you know, authenticity in business is important because authenticity attracts others and it creates a sense of connection and security, which enhances a sense of trust to negotiate and work together. And pretense does the opposite. You can't pretend to be empathic. Because in order to be empathic, it's not a technique. It's everyday mind reading. It's the ability to look beyond the surface and really hear what people are saying, who they are, knowing who they are. And when you know how to do that, you negotiate with people much better because you know how to listen and, and empathic listening and making that brain change in the, in the other person, which creates a sense of trust. When you do what I call ego-driven listening, which is that you're, you're reloading, you're kind of practicing what you're going to say while the other person is talking, you create cortisol, you create a sense of distrust. So there are ways of, of being authentic, of course, there are ways of being authentic genuinely and also pretending to be. The pretense doesn't work. 
because people sense it. It's like when you're dealing with a poor salesperson who's trying to uh, pretend that he really cares about you, and he asks you questions about your family, and you can tell that it's just a, it's just a routine for him or her, rather than somebody who generally is curious. I think um, it's it's a brilliant point that you know even if the environment is the employees are being looked at how much more they can do how to get productivity from them and start measuring it you can all as a measurement that should be the end result but to get it done <coughs> is not forcing for the numbers and other stuff it is basically uh, I'm, I'm really getting very interested in the, the 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 name you have used for the book which covers very important aspect AI and E but all of them the soulful leader it looks like for a leader to be successful, he has to really bear his soul to all his employees so that they see who is this person and yes. what does he do. And to do that, you have to do all of it correctly. You have to be authentic, high integrity and, and empathy. And then, uh, although I asked a question, but I believe after listening to you, you cannot fake it or you cannot practice empathy. It is your soul. So, so it is inside. Yes. You have to change your inside and build yes. a consistent behavior. And, and, and I agree also on that because as you earlier mentioned, if you practice these, your personal relationships at home with your relatives, with friends also improves. So basically, yes. your soul has changed and, and your behavior or your character has changed. That character is more important then your as a leader capability to drive things and create stress around the system even if you are delivering numbers you may not have yes. a good retention of employees if you do that yes yes you certainly don't have a, an environment of happiness and creativity and i can tell you and i'm sure you've had similar experiences mahesh that when you when you walk in a building of a company, you have a sense of the culture. You can tell just by walking. I was I was mentioning when I spoke a few days ago that I went into a business uh, where I was hired to consult, and the receptionist was looking down. She was doing a crossword puzzle, and for a couple of minutes she kept doing the crossword puzzle instead of looking up and greeting me. And when she did, she didn't smile. She wasn't particularly happy to see me, and and I had to press a little bit to get directions to where I was supposed to be. And you know, she she started she she initiated my sense of that environment, and it and it flowed throughout the organization. People were kind of disenchanted. They were a little bit rude. They weren't very engaging. And uh, it began at the door. Once just walking in, you could sense how it was going to be. She exemplified the culture. And when I met the CEO and the CFO, they were kind of like her. It wasn't very different. Ah, so they were also in their cocoon. They were not open to the rest of the world and, and bearing. I think that the, the best quality for a leader in, in the environment or for a soulful leader is to let all the employees know who you are, basically, and genuinely who you yeah. are. And then they will respond to you much better and you will create a very positive environment where people will get up in the morning and would like to run to office. Yes. They want to go to work, and studies have proven that people will even work for less money to be in that kind of environment. Huh, that's a very important point, because normally we try to attract talent, uh, and you hear a lot of reasons, 
for not getting it because of uh, money or talent leaving your organization. And most of the times, if you see the exit interviews, people may give you a feedback that it is because of better prospects or uh, uh, better compensation. But yeah. if, if somebody gives the environment, what you talked about, uh, through the leadership, probably people will enjoy working there. They, they Before leaving or thinking about leaving, if it's an open environment, if they have an issue, they will also express because they know they will be heard. Human beings want to be happy and leaders need to understand that and soulful leaders certainly understand that. We want to be happy. We want to go to work with happiness in our hearts. We want to be there. We want to feel we're, on a, we're in a team that we respect and that we're working toward a common goal. When you lead with AIE leadership, people will follow you and follow you because they have such they have such reverence for you. They have such respect of you. They know you're a good, decent person. And they know that we're in this to make money, but we're also in this because we have a natural curiosity about what we're doing. We're growing intellectually and emotionally. And that's an environment that very few human beings can resist. People love being in that kind of environment. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, uh Dr. Sierra Bicoli, we will take another short break and we'll continue our discussion. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi and with me is Dr. Sarah Mikoli and we are having a very, very interesting, intriguing and fascinating discussion on how to become a soulful leader. So um, welcome back, Dr. Sarah Mikoli. And what I see here is uh, it has been, uh, even for me, I've really enjoyed the last three sessions of our discussion, and we are in the last segment. Uh, I just wanted to take your opinion on, can one train him or herself to become a soulful leader? I know it's a character building exercise. Some people may have a knack for it. They can be successful very quickly, very early. But is there an opportunity for people to train themselves and build the character? Well, I, I think, Manish, that it, it has to happen in a group format with other people. I think, you know, we're all too subjective and we don't always balance our way of communicating without feedback from others. I think we need feedback from objective others. That's why I have communication and leadership groups, because people work a lot, very hard on their communication style, and we give a lot of feedback, tactful, caring feedback. So I don't, I don't think you can do it alone, but I think if you practice AIE leadership with others, you have to be in a group of people. We all want to practice this. You know, I have a, a company locally who, you know, they have five or six copies of my book and they, and they do a chapter a week in almost like a study group format. So they're working together on it and they're trying to follow some of the stories in the book to see if they're actually acting in an AIE way. So I think you need the feedback of others. And, and I think group formats are excellent for, for developing these abilities. And if you do so, it will carry over in your life at home as well. It will carry over with the people that matter the most to you. Yeah, because if it is setting up a behavioral aspect, you can't be selective in using justice just in an office environment or work environment, actually. It will be reflected everywhere, and, and I'm very sure... Yeah. What I've heard from you in last three sessions that that this is uh, I would call uh, building a personality <laughs> and, and a genuine personality. Well, it's developing the abilities that we all have within us. As I mentioned earlier, my focus is un uncovering what pe the potential that people haven't realized. That's the most enjoyable part of my job because you know I believe we're all born with goodness, empathy, kindness, compassion. But we, in the corporate world, and surely we see in our political climate, many people have thought that it doesn't exist there. It has no place there. These are soft skills. These are not soft skills. These are necessary, critical skills. These skills allow you to be connected to others in meaningful ways and to do meaningful work, to work in a meaningful way and to love in a meaningful way. I think you, you, you hit um, on a very good point that we talk about that you need to have certain soft skills. What you, what you have indicated for a soulful leader, very true as you rightly say, it's necessary skill. Uh, because I think a lot of people are losing it because of the harsh business environment in, in pursuit for being super successful or uh, driving um, uh, a strong performance. Maybe some ruthlessness in behavior could come in uh, especially in competitive situations, and uh, uh, you have, or somebody would have killed those capabilities which were inherent with all of us, and we are not practicing them. Yes, yes, 
I think once people realize, and I see this, I see this on a weekly basis in my leadership and communication groups. I see when people study and and try to practice the principles and get feedback about how they're doing and how they can improve their approach. That people really shine. Their their potential is released more so. They're less anxious. They're calmer communicators. And it has a ripple effect throughout their lives, especially in their personal lives. They make better marital partners. They become better parents, you know, because we need these skills in parenting. I mean, it's not just about leadership in the work world. It's about leadership in our own homes. How do we lead it as a mother, a father, a brother, a sister? It's important in all aspects of our lives to incorporate these capacities. Yeah, I think I think that's a brilliant point. So... Um we have uh, around three more minutes uh, remaining, uh, Dr. Sarah McCauley, and uh, I'll just share what my learning of today is uh, with our listeners, and then I will uh, request you for your closing statement and something more about your book, what what more intriguing pieces in the book, which uh, um, you have already given me a lot in last so many minutes. So what I realize uh, listening to you today is is performance you can still get it but you do not have to use any one fixed way rather if you develop yourself as a soulful leader where you're high on uh, integrity you are authentic and you have empathy there's a very good chance and it will happen that you have an organization where people are happy and when they're happy they are giving the best of their capabilities to the work environment. Yes. Which will eventually result into a phenomenal performance. And what I feel is such a leader can use this as a differentiator in a competitive market. Normally, in in a competitive environment, people start working either very hard or they try drive things very hard or they become too number focused and they forget what is the role of empathy and they, they, they may sacrifice integrity and they may not look authentic or they may have some behavior which may indicate their weakness only for that moment which can make them appear as not being authentic. So, so that mm-hmm. negative parameters a soulful leader should leave out and focus more through um, uh, through the behavior and practicing authenticity, integrity, and empathy. The most important point I feel is to get the people together, create a happy environment, get the best of the ideas from, you don't need all the geniuses there. If you have a genius but a stress environment, he will not give you his best feedback. He'll be scared, he will hold it. But if you have even an organization with average level of intelligence also, you may get better feedback, you may get better contribution from your employees if you're a soulful leader and you can compete in in a very tough environment. I would call a soulful leader uh, is creating an environment which is a competitive advantage for that organization. Yes. Well, I I, I love your summary, Mahesh. You, You really have comprehended these concepts very well. Um, you could be my, you could have been my co-author, I think. Um, well, I just because, learned from you, listening to you. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested in what you just said, and uh, maybe I'll be reading your book definitely more than one time. Well, I, you've been very gracious, and I thank you very much for this opportunity. I know that 
you know, you realize that this is very important in our world. And, and you know, almost 70% of Americans at this point feel that this is the worst time in, in our history in terms of leadership politically and in the corporate world. So we have to make a change. We have to make a difference. You know, I didn't think I had another book in me, but I wrote this book because I'm so very concerned about what's happening in our culture right now. And I believe that with authentic, authenticity, integrity, empathy, compassion, integrity, and high ethics, we can make a tremendous difference in our culture, and we need to do it now. You know, change is an active process. You have to put it into action. And when you do that, you become part of making a better world, making a better organization, and ultimately, most importantly, you become a better person. Wonderful, uh, Dr. Sarah McCauley. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. Very fascinating discussion. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to you. And actually, I've learned a lot, which probably I'll start practicing for tomorrow. And I'll give you my feedback personally, too. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. It was really uh, a joy to interact with you. I appreciate it very much. You've been listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a good week.